what is a perception that you can use that will make the process of self-care, of working out, of uh, eating well, what is that perception around those things that, that could switch for you that would make things more powerful, that would actually make things much more of a fun or something that you actually look forward to rather than something that you might tread or, you know, that you might not necessarily want to do? What does that perception change? They say that getting in shape is hard, but no one told you about the struggle. It's time for you to get healthy, but business and family make life complicated. Discover all the high-performance secrets that founders and busy entrepreneurs use to ensure they stay fit and lean, no matter how busy they get. This podcast is a reminder to use those secrets, which make getting in shape easy and stress-free, while doing it in a way that fits your busy lifestyle. And ultimately, this will make you a better performer at work and home. You're listening to The High Performance Founder with your host, Dan Goh. What is up? And I'm podcasting you from a little hotel room here in uh, Cherry Creek, Denver, uh, Colorado. And we are kind of just uh, spending the last few days here before we get back to Toronto. And uh, as you know, we've been traveling for the past uh, nine months. And it is going to be uh, very interesting and, and cool to be back in our hometown, be back with family, be back with friends. And uh, things are actually starting to open up there. So that's that's actually more cause for excitement. And uh, I was talking to a client who's actually based out of Toronto. Uh, we haven't been able to meet yet. But, uh, but one of the first things that we talked about and one of the things that he asked me was, uh, Dan, how do you, how are you so disciplined to, you know, take care of everybody while running a business, while, uh, raising a family? And you're, it seems like you're doing all these things well. So, so how do you find a discipline to show up to all of these things at the same time? And it's a very interesting question because when I think about myself and when I think about discipline, these are two words that don't, necessarily i've never identified myself as someone who was disciplined but when i think about it and i start to piece together why someone would actually assume that of me uh, i mean i start to convince myself that maybe i am a disciplined person you know i am i go to the gym at least like four days a week i have my goals in there i'm lifting um every single day i'm doing some sort of walk i'm doing some sort of physical activity and uh, in in the meantime, I have a, I would say, a fairly successful business uh, that I am running along with a great team who's uh, helping me do this. And I have enough time to spend with my family, to eat meals with them, to have dinner with them, and to and to give them that quality time. At least I feel like I'm doing a really good job. So how exactly do I find the discipline to do all of this stuff? And when I start to think about it, I, I don't really look at it as discipline. I feel like discipline is another word for priority. Um, when things are a priority in your life and you see them as such, then it is like brushing your teeth. It is like showing up to the showing up to work every single day. Uh, it is, it is exactly like that. You may not like it, but you do it because it is a priority. You have to support yourself. You have to support your family. And 
one of the things that I feel has helped me uh, create this discipline, or I guess you could say these habits, is uh, is what would I call a three-step process. So I'll start with the first one. And this one is more, this is one is, is really internal. And it is the fact that everyone does things for outcomes. I want to lose weight. I want to make a million dollars. I want to do this and do that. It is very much an external outcome that they want to achieve. Rarely do they ask themselves, who exactly do I want to be? Who is the person that I'm striving to become? This is, this is the key piece because you can lose 20 pounds or you can make a million dollars. Uh, you could do that with a, a variety of methods, but it is not, it is actually less about the outcome that is achieved, but more about the person that you become. So right off the bat, you got to ask yourself, who is this idealized version of myself that I'm striving to become? And I remember this, uh, this actually reminds me of how I found my wife. I guess. Uh, so I was at a crossroads in my life and uh, I was dating a lot. This, this is like when Tinder first came out. It was about, and, and I was on it for maybe like two or three years. And I was dating uh, incessantly every single day or not every single day, but every single week I had about anywhere between two to four dates going on. And and when you do something like that, it actually kind of jades you <laughs> from the idea of being in a relationship. But after you do that enough times, you realize that it is quite an empty venture, but it does uh, have a benefit of kind of giving you, getting you closer to what you feel is going to be the right fit for you. So I remember uh, I went to a mastermind and it was in New York and I did my Tinder thing down there. It was fun. It was great. And uh, this mastermind is a little bit different because most masterminds, they talk about business. Uh, this one is about businesses with some very successful pe people, but it's also, they do talk about some real shit. Uh, they talk about man stuff, <laughs> you know, I guess you say, quote unquote, man stuff. So I remember, I remember asking a question. I was like, guys, what is the point of marriage? And why do guys actually do this? You know, why do they, why do they succumb themselves to this particular, uh, financial decision that uh, has a 50% fail rate. And I'll tell you right now, all the uh, questions, all the answers I got, uh, I they didn't sway me whatsoever. Uh, but then I remember I was kind of frustrated with all these questions. I went out and my friend Andy Drish, uh, he comes up to me and he says, you know what, I've had this, I had the exact same um, question that you've had. And uh, he has this, uh, he has this lady Libby who's been with for a long, long time. And, and this is what he said to me. He's like, Hey, you know what? Like the, the idea of a relationship changed for me when I started to look at it as, as a part of two people trying to create a vision together who just connect well and they enjoy time with each other. And that was simple. And that was enough for me to, to really change my perception about the idea of marriage, the idea of being with someone long-term. So I felt inspired. So what I did was after they, uh, after the mastermind was over, my friends dropped me off and I told them to drop me off at a Pret-a-Manger uh, down in New York City, Manhattan. And I remember it was about 15 minutes before it was going to close. And I was just, I just, I was just writing furiously. And I wrote down the top 10 things that I would love in a relationship that had nothing to do with looks. Obviously I have to be attracted to a person 
I want to know who would I connect with and who would I jive with, uh, regardless of whatever, regardless of how they look. Cause I'm always, I'm always going to find someone that I'm attracted to. And then after I wrote down those 10 things, I wrote down, okay, so who is the man I must become? And who is the man I'm striving to become in order to attract this particular standard of mate into my life? And after I wrote those things down, I literally strove to become those things. I asked myself, okay, what are their disciplines? What are their habits? What do they do every single day? How do they think? How exactly do they interact with the world? And and then I asked myself a number of questions. So the very first part of discipline is understanding the identity that you want to forge. I mean, what's the point of going to the gym? What's the point of, you know, eating nutrient dense foods and hydrating and getting yourself in shape, you know, when you don't even know the type of person you want to become in the end, right? It's time to stop doing things based off of outcomes. And it's time to start doing things based on who we want to be ideally as a person. And every single day we are inserting blocks to create this uh, evolved person, this evolved uh, you, so to speak. So the very first step is to understand what that identity is, because it is going to, you are going to have to be a very different person than where you are. If you don't have those quote unquote disciplines, all right, so step one is to find out who you need to be and then to start uh, acting as if or to start uh, striving to have the habits, the actions, and the mindsets of that person and to implement that into your life, all right? We said in the beginning that, you know, discipline is about priority. So this is the second step right here. I know I started off with the second step before the first step, but let's get back to this one because when we think about priority, Right. It's easy for an entrepreneur, uh, to, to run his business and to show up for his business every single day. It's easy for him to show up for his family every single day. Um, actually, it's, <laughs> it's, it's a lot easier for him because they are his priority. All right. An entrepreneur's priority is, is a few things. So number one is making sure their family is being supported and uh, developing a life where they can be comfortable, safe and supported. Uh, this entire time. The other one is impact. The other one is just self-satisfaction, self-respect. And these are cool, but most of these things are just external. They essentially are trading in their priorities for someone else to to build up someone else's uh, life, so to speak, either through their employees, through their uh, clients, or even customers, or even through their family themselves. But rarely... Do they ever see the benefit of putting themselves as the priority and taking care of their own uh, needs when it comes to self-care? They are more so able to put everything into everyone else and feel good about it. But sometimes when it comes time to put effort and time into themselves, They'll actually use an excuse. They'll be like, I don't have enough time or they intend to do it and something takes over either family or business. But the reality is, is that they just don't take the actions to put themselves as a priority. And this goes along with what I was uh, with uh, how I was perceiving uh, being in a relationship, right? That one of the key steps or one of the key things is to actually change the way that you perceive 
the actions you take for your body and how your body looks and how it relates and how it affects everything else inside of your life. It's time. Like when I changed my perception about what a happy marriage or what, what marriage was actually about, that's when I gave myself fully to the process because I was actually under the impression of something that I can get behind. Now, the same thing goes with my body. I actually did this, you know, way back then. So when I first started working out, I prioritized working out because I was single and I wanted to attract the the best mate and I wanted to create self-confidence and self-respect through hitting the gym and taking care of my body. And uh, I'll be honest, like the very first uh, part was was very outcome-based, very external-based, uh, external validation-based. And and I'm okay with that because some, you got to start somewhere, you know? But as I did it more and more, I realized that working out and taking care of myself uh, was actually way more than attracting another person or another man to my life. It was way more than uh, me trying to boost up my self-confidence by having bigger muscles. It was way more than that. It was about the process of self-development for me. You know, I looked at going into the gym and adding pounds to the bar and to the stu- and to the weights I was using as almost like building blocks of self-development. And I also looked at the gym as a way to actually escape my problems. And uh, to a large degree, to the extreme degree, this is actually really bad. But for a lot of people, it, it actually gives you that me time of just spending time by yourself, developing yourself without anyone's uh, interruption. You basically, I look at the gym as a source of sanity. And the more that I did it, the more I realized I was giving myself me time, but I was also improving my health. I was also increasing my energy. And you don't necessarily notice these things as you're doing it because you're expending so much energy, you're expending so much time, but you realize these things over the course of time after you do it enough. Are you enjoying the show thus far? We go through so many resources and links with the podcast, it's tough to keep up. I get it. That's why Dan and the rest of the team put together the High Performance 7. It's a free online course that helps entrepreneurs get lean, build muscle, and increase energy in a way that fits their lifestyle. We go over things like how to burn fat like a 20-year-old, the lazy man's way to building muscle, the 10-minute Superman system, the lead domino that makes all other things easy, and so much more. The best part? As a valued listener of the show, you can access the High Performance 7 100% free of charge. That's right, for simply being awesome and tuning in. To get full access, all you have to do is go to www.highperformance7.com. It's High Performance, all spelled out, and the number 7.com and fill out the short form there for us to give you full access. Once again, www.highperformance7.com. Now, back to the show. So, what is your perception around working out and eating well and being in shape? What is your perception around that? Is it like, does it go, does it go to like, oh, well, you have to, you have to go to the gym and the only reason is for vanity and, and this and that, you know, what, what exactly do you perceive the gym to be? What exactly do you perceive getting in shape to be? What is a perception that you can use that 
will make the process of self-care, of working out, of uh, eating well, what is that perception around those things that, that could switch for you that would make things more powerful, that would actually make things much more of a fun or something that you actually look forward to rather than something that you might tread or, you know, that you might not necessarily want to do? What does that perception change? I'll give you a couple right here if you're if you're lacking it. Number one is you have to be selfish in order to be generous. My whole life, I actually not my whole life, when I started to take care of my body, when I started to prioritize my own self-development, I realized that I was actually giving more to the people that are around me. And we have to look at the big picture. Like if if you are packing on weight, if you're overweight and you're showing up like that to your family and you're not exercising and you're not doing things to to make your body healthy and to make yourself healthy, number one is that is going to be an example you're setting for your family. So what is the example you want to set for your family in regards to their health? And let's go back to setting the example for your family. You got to ask yourself, it's like, do I want my children to have the level of health that I have right now? And if so, awesome. And if not, things got to change. Again, we're kind of using external motivation here, but if you don't change your health, guess what? Eventually over time, your, your kids are going to, your kids are going to adopt your level of health, whether you like it or not. There's a big chance of that happening. The other thing, like I was talking about the entire idea of that you have to be selfish in order to be generous. And it's true because if you're not healthy, if you're feeling low energy all the time, if you're not getting enough sleep, if you are not prioritizing your self-care, how much do people really get from you as well? This reminds me of uh, of a recent something that happened to me recently, which was uh, we've been road tripping. Um, we've been going from Boulder to Vail, and we were taking a road trip to Aspen. We we're coming back. We we're doing Breckenridge. This is like almost like a total eight-hour-long road trip, and going from Breckenridge back to Denver. And the whole week, I I wasn't getting any sleep uh, because it's sleep has been just, you know, something that I've been working on my entire life and I've been just like focusing on. Um, but, you know, going from one place to another, not necessarily having the perfect conditions, it, my sleep got affected. And I didn't even notice it. I didn't at all. But, you know, you know... If you actually look back at the times that you don't get enough sleep, you notice that maybe your mood wasn't that great, you know, the entire time. Uh, maybe you're not as sharp as you are. Maybe you're not as happy, you know, as, as you usually are. So when we got to Denver, I got to, uh, I got to actually get a good like eight, nine hours of straight sleep in a very comfortable bed. <laughs> and the next day I didn't notice anything. Well, actually my aura ring was telling me that great job. You know, you got some good sleep. You know, finally. And the next day, I ended up uh, going on meetings and uh, talking to people. And I remember um, my executive assistant, Patricia, just comes up to me. She's like, hey, you're like super high energy today. You know, and I'm and I, I was like, whoa, like, am I not like this ever the entire time? No, she's in it. And she's like, no, but, you know, you you have a lot of energy. You're very like, you know, happy, positive talking, all this kind of stuff. I'm like, damn. Was I depressed? You know, when I was talking to you last time, but I told her, I was like, you know what? This is the first day I've ever, I've gotten really good sleep in a long time in about like seven or eight days. So, so maybe that is the case. 
And if I really think about it, yeah, it was it was the case. And when we think about these these things that we're doing for our health, sleeping, uh, exercising, eating really good foods, we don't necessarily see the effects instantaneously. These are things that creep up on us. Uh, it's things like uh, not needing to take a nap, you know, during the day or not feeling like you have to take a nap. It's things like, um, you know, that extra boost of energy that you have, you know, in the afternoon. It's uh, uh, if I'm getting granular about this, which is something that a lot of uh, clients uh, in private have actually started to confide in me is that when you get in shape, you're starting to have more stronger erections. And when you get in shape, you are giving, you actually are able to have more presence with your children and your family and your team and your employees. And this reminds me of uh, something that Jeff Bezos said, you know, it's, uh, and I know he's a billionaire, he's got a bunch of people doing his stuff and, you know, whatever, but, but he is a lot like me, you know, when it comes to prioritizing his health and, and for the sake of others, he just says that I need to get eight hours of sleep. And I'm paraphrasing Jeff, obviously, but he says, I need to get eight hours of sleep because my number one job as a CEO is to make decisions. And if you know anything about, and this is me adding something in, if you know anything about lacking sleep, it's that you uh, end up coming in the next day as a drunk person. If you, if you actually uh, deprive yourself of sleep long enough, you actually end up going to the next day. You don't need, you don't realize it, but you're, you have the uh, senses of a drunk person. So, so back to Jeff, he says that I need to, prioritize my self-care. I need to sleep eight hours because I know that's going to enhance my decision-making capabilities as a CEO. And the same thing goes for you. And I'm not just saying like as a CEO, you're making these you know big decisions. I'm saying as a CEO of your business and as the CEO of your family, you are making some pretty big decisions and you're interacting with people who are super important. So it's, it's on you to take care of yourself as much as humanly possible. So this is the perception piece is a priority piece you have to change your perception about your priorities and uh and i know that for a fact that when you prioritize your health your money uh you actually make more money you will have more sex and you will be just happier in general when you prioritize your health and that's that's enough for and actually not just you'll be happier everyone around you is going to be happier because you've done it so if that's not enough to make this a priority for you then i don't know what to say Right. So the last part of discipline is this, you know, you have this identity that you want to, that you want to achieve. You have this like evolved version of you 2.0, right? And you know that uh, the only things that get done are the things that are high in your priority list, the things that are top priority. So the whole process of getting in shape can be overwhelming to a lot of people. It's like you have to work out, do the right workouts three days a week. You know, that's about three hours, maybe four hours, you know, out of the week. You have to, you know, let's just say eat the right foods and you have to get eight hours of sleep. You have to hydrate yourself and you also just have to start taking on this identity of being this fit person. And to a lot of people, this can be overwhelming as fuck. Sounds so simple. And I don't mean to make it simple, but doing all these things all together can be very overwhelming. This is actually a reason why we have coaching because you need, I'm going to say 99% of people need someone to help them through this because you don't want to be your own auto mechanic trying to change your own transmission. You need someone that is an expert on your side. That's why we, that's why we do the coaching in the first place. And, uh, and I'm very proud of the way that we do it because we do some awesome things. But when, 
we think about all the things that we got to do, you're like, oh my God, this can be just uh, too much. So what should you do? I like to start with one discipline at a time. Do something that is going to be beneficial for your health that isn't necessarily going to be a hindrance. And I want you to, if you're finding that this is something that that you're just kind of getting the handle on again and you're just restarting or maybe starting uh, from ground zero, who knows? Start small, okay? When I first started, I just started by going to the gym three days a week, bare minimum. And I just focused on that. I didn't focus on trying to change my diet, didn't focus on trying to drink my water, didn't focus on my sleep. I just focused on going to the gym and doing things as imperfectly as possible. And I did it enough times where it became a habit. It became a habit where I would, I, I mean, like now I feel like I, I feel dirty. I feel like I'm being fat. I feel like I'm getting fat, which is may not, may or may not be a great thing, but you know, I feel like I'm getting fat if I don't go to the gym. I feel like I'm losing muscle sometimes. You know, it's like brushing my teeth. I got to go like three times a week, three, four times a week. So, so choose a discipline or choose a habit that you can focus on and choose only one. And choose one that obviously is not going to be a, a incredible hindrance to you. So if that's on the diet side of things, you know, if it is changing your foods, then then focus on just changing your foods. Don't focus on anything else. If it is uh, even something even smaller, like switching up sodas to water, just focus on that and do that primarily as the discipline. And look at these things as disciplines or whatever you call it, habits. Look at these things under a long-term scope. Right. So I like to say there is a there is a certain process which is not perfect, but I've seen it happen where um, where people are able to create these disciplines and really integrate them into their lives. And and here's how it works out. It takes about I'm going to say it takes about three weeks to find momentum in what you're doing. It takes about 12 weeks for the beginning signs of a lifestyle change. And it takes about six months for this lifestyle change to actually start the semblance of becoming like a, a like a habit that is like brushing your teeth where you feel like you have to do it you know on and on or consistently or else you know you're, you're going to feel dirty doing and that's kind of like the beginning portions and it takes about a year to even like two years for this to become a significant part of your life now while that may seem you know, a little bit too long for a lot of people. The, the cool thing is, is that after you hit the six month mark, then you can start integrating other, like another discipline, right? And if we're thinking about disciplines, let's just, let's bring them to the scope of like what's important for our health. Number one is going to be exercise. Number two is going to be sleep. Number three is going to be your nutrition. And number four, I like to say it's going to be hydration. Uh, there's going to be like, how are you exactly hydrating yourself on a regular basis? And these are kind of like the four uh, pinnacles or pillars of what I consider to be great health. So which discipline would you want to focus on first? Is it working out? Is it eating well? Focus on one at a time. Okay. And uh, if you do end up getting a coach and investing in yourself, then you can actually work on all of these things because you have outside accountability. You actually have someone there as well as yourself to hold you accountable to the things that you say that you're going to do. So if we're summarizing this, the top, like the three ways in which to amplify this discipline and which to get more discipline in your life is number one, find out who exactly is this person that we're working towards? Who is this person that we're identifying with? Number two, 
set your priorities in the right order. And I would actually add in there, change your perceptions about what you're doing. When you hit the gym, you're not taking time away from people. You're actually able to put more time into people because you're making yourself healthier. The third thing is making sure that we just work on one at a time and we just start small, as small as humanly possible and allow the positive habits that we're doing to add up and to compound into an even better lifestyle. So what you're going to notice is that when you start going to the gym, then you get that on, on a groove, you're going to start wanting to eat healthy and start wanting to make some positive changes. So start slow and start small. All right. And I'm not going to say this is your scientific, you know, evidence-based way to get to more discipline, but this is the way that, that I've done it in my own life. And even if you get one or two things out of this entire podcast and, and use it, like it's enough, man. I'm telling you right now because the juice is worth the squeeze. I'm telling you this, guys. All right. I'm telling you this. The juice is fucking worth the squeeze to get yourself in shape, to be at your best shape, to understand or to know exactly like how strong you can be and how much energy you can attain. Then it sky's the limit for you. You have this part of your life handled. You don't have to worry about it for the rest of your life. So, hope you enjoy this podcast, and I will uh, talk to you and see you on the next one. Take care. If you're enjoying this podcast, please hit subscribe on whichever platform you're tuning in from. Help Dan and the rest of the team get the word out to more entrepreneurs like yourself, and leave an honest review for the show. It would mean the world to us if you can help in those two ways. Dan reviews all the feedback on the show. So we can't wait to hear what you've got for us. This show is made for your benefit. So be sure to reach out if you have any ideas on topics that we can cover on the show or people we should interview. You're listening to the High Performance Founder Show. Thank you so much for tuning in. Until next time. Until next time.